Blog Talk Radio. Yakuza! Yakuza! Yakuza Kick Radio! 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 This is the bulldozer Matt Tremont. That there's one place to listen to on the internet every Thursday, 9 p.m. Yakuza Kick Radio. Tremont says so. Who wants some? God help us, Jesus! Garden baby, Jesus! Help us. Ladies and gentlemen of fucking America, this is Danny Havoc, and you have been listening to, or possibly are intending to listen to, the Yakuza Kick fucking radio. Fucking, yeah, Yakuza Kick radio. Hell fucking yeah! My name is Justice Payne, and you are listening to Yakuza Kick radio. You're coming to come on this is a brotherhood, and we all stick together. Like my nuts. I ain't scared of you, motherfucker. Yakuza Kick Radio, the best in internet wrestling radio, period, bar none, just like Adam Cole. Everybody's a cunt but me in the world. I don't know what it is. But you go to the back, and you tell your boss that there's a new Yakuza in town. And Yakuza Kick Radio, and we're taking over. Yakuza Kick Radio has risen from the ashes of bad internet radio and become the premier place for any independent professional wrestler to stop and record their voice. Well, this is Mr. Insanity Toby Klein, and if you're not listening to Yakuza Kick Radio, then you're weird. Oh, I don't like the cut of your jib, fella. This is Greg Excellent, bearded dragon of the Northeast. You're listening to Yakuza Kick Radio. If you're not, you're probably watching porn and you have this muted. You should be listening to it. Jason Man. Where are Biggie and Tupac? Yakuza Kick Radio. Give a nigga rope on that cowboy, guys. All you have to do is listen to Yakuza Kick Radio, but you couldn't. Now look at that guy, you homie. Fuck that. Black me. Bullshit, man. Motherfucker. Fuck you. Fuck you and fuck you. Who's next? And now, ladies and gentlemen, for the introduction. Hosted by J. Cat Morris. You are now listening to Yakuza Kick Radio. Welcome to Yakuza Kick Radio. I'm back on this motherfucker, man. Uh, a little hiatus there, but, uh, you know, I kind of called that, though, you know? We lost the motherfucking Super Bowl, dog. Uh, you know what I mean? You didn't expect to hear from me right away, did you? <laughs> no fucking way. Uh, so, anyway, uh, I got some stuff to talk about. Um, I, I have so much to talk about and notes that I made and screenshots and different shit that I took over the past couple weeks that I'm just going to talk and fill this space here. And then whatever I miss when I'm finished with this, I'm going to try to do another one in a couple of days. Don't hold me to nothing, but you know, I'm going to try to do another one in a couple of days. And even if I got like an hour to throw together or something, cause there's like, you know, stuff started coming in you know, in the past couple of days and I'm like, yeah, do I want to add that to the next show or the fucking following show? And it just, some shit I got, I got to just leave alone and come back to because, uh, it doesn't make any sense for me to, um, you know, try to fit everything into this space. 
So first things first, got to address that. My 49ers lost the Super Bowl to the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, No other team would I have rather beat my team in the Super Bowl, I'll tell you that much. Um, It was, you know, fucking brutal. I mean, I'll just put it that way. I I have no way to say that, like, I was happy for them. I was not fucking happy for them. Now, in retrospect, I can go, okay, good for them. But um, I was not happy that day or any day afterwards. Um, our team went from four wins to 13 wins in one season. Our guy went from tearing his ACL. Jimmy G went from tearing his ACL to walking into the fucking Super Bowl in, in one year. The following year. Tore his fucking ACL playing the Chiefs. And the next time he played those fucking Chiefs, well, I mean, they played in preseason. But the next time they played those fucking Chiefs in actual official football, not exhibition, was in the fucking Super Bowl. Well, I mean, you know, the, the, uh, Raheem Mostert became a fucking superstar. That dude last year, amongst our, our list of many, many injuries, he snapped forearm in half. You know, I mean, this is this is what we dealt with. So when it came down to my team being in the Super Bowl, I couldn't have been fucking happier. Um, proud of my fucking guys, you know, pulling together and doing what the fuck they did out there. Um, that game was a fucking disaster. Well, you know, we had a hard time finishing all season when it came down to it. Um, we were able to get up. It was hard to put guys away. It was it was hard to get that that uh you know those those finishing moves you know what I mean those the the closing the closing minutes and and to really drain that shit out and and just fucking not give them any breathing room you know just choke them the fuck out you know when we get up in points you can't let motherfuckers back in but it's weird it's like the Chiefs had pretty much built there especially late to postseason on that comeback um persona they came back by tremendous points throughout the entire fucking playoffs including the super bowl um you know where my team continued to you know bring it down to the stretch and we would win a lot of games down the final stretch uh lost a couple but you know only three um, four, if you're including the Super Bowl. Uh, so, you know, what can I tell you? You know, being up that fucking heavy and then watching it just go away, it's, it's just excruciating. I mean, it just, um, you know, so anyway, like I said, I, I proud of my fucking guys. They're already claiming next year's revenge tour 2020. And I believe it, man. Like, we got major shit on the horizon. We are going to come out of this fucking off season. Savages, absolute fucking savages. The Chiefs should have won the Super Bowl the year before. If you go back and you remember the um, the Chiefs versus the Rams Monday Night Football game, it was like forty something, forty something, or something, something up there like that. Might have even been in the fifties. Just offensive war, unbelievable fucking offensive battle. Well, you know the Chiefs got caught slipping. Going into the fucking in the playoffs, so 
it came down to the Pats and the fucking Rams, which was unquestionably the worst Super Bowl ever. I mean, insanely boring. And it wasn't a defensive battle that was exciting, that had like a bunch of sacks and a bunch of, uh, you know, exciting defensive plays. It was like a lot of just three and out, three and out, fucking, you know, like it, it was the slowest defensive battle I've ever seen. It wasn't. There wasn't that exciting, hard-hitting, fucking insane defensive battle. It was like a nothing-doing game all day long. So the whole game, I was wishing, man, if we had that fucking Kansas City Rams game again, this this would be the fucking, this would be the shit right now. We'd be watching a hell of a game. So for Kansas City to come back and win it the following year, good for them, you know? And this is the first I've fucking actually said that. And I'm I'm all right with it, you know. Um, clearly would have fucking changed the result of that if I could, but you can't, and you got to move the fuck on. And next year is just, you know, look, it's you, you're dealing with a different fucking breed of animal when you're talking about our defense. It's it's not the same as as yeah. You you could say, oh, this team's got a this team's got a tough defense. That team's got a tough defense. Our, our defense was fucking savage out there, absolute savage. So, and I think, I think it gets even more intense in the off season. I mean, we got to see what Dre Greenlaw did because Quan Alexander went down. Dre Greenlaw had a fucking, uh, a stop on the one yard line that gave us a first round buy in the fucking playoffs against Seattle. Like dead stop, fucking car crash, bam, on the fucking one yard line. Eat shit, Seattle. Get the fuck out of here. You know? And that's, that's what fucking Dre Greenlaw stepped up and did. So now he's going into his second year in the league. And now, man, not only do we have Quan Alexander coming back healthy, we got Dre Greenlaw. We got Fred Warner next to him over there. So, I mean, the type of defensive packages that they could come together with and switching these guys in and out. I mean, it's, it's, it's a problem for you guys out there. Believe me. Um, we'll see what goes on. We got a bunch of, uh, you know, guys that are coming up on contract. So we're going to see, you know, what shakes out there. But uh yeah, I'm I'm really excited. There's a bunch of people talking shit. A lot of people are talking this uh Jimmy G, Jimmy G isn't as good. Okay. Um I've had I've had enough of all this bullshit talk, to be honest with you. Um it, it's just like it's it's fucking obnoxious. Let me see. I, I got a a picture the other day. I posted it on my fucking wall. I, I guess I'll Go back and find it there. Let me see real quick. Just in case you forgot that I am the least professional podcast on the planet, I will quickly remind you by looking things up while I'm on the show. Uh, So Jimmy G in 2019, more passing yards than Deshaun Watson. More passing touchdowns than Patrick Mahomes. Now, I know Patrick Mahomes missed games, but hey, when Jimmy missed the entire fucking season, all they did is call him a bust. So, when it, you know, miss a couple games or not, hey, man, at the end of the fucking season, look at everybody's stats. If you're going to call a guy a bust or you're going to call him not good enough or you're going to fucking tell me, oh, we need to trade Jimmy G and this and that. And half of this shit is coming out of our fucking fan base. And they're garbage. Absolute trash. Um, better completion percentage than Russell Wilson. Better passer rating than Aaron Rodgers. NFC Championship, 
and fucking started in the Super Bowl. First full year as a starter. This was his first full career year as a starter, and he went to the fucking Super Bowl. So talk shit if you want to. Yap all that fucking, oh, what if Brady comes to get the fuck out of here? You don't take a Tom Brady. Tom Brady might be one of the greatest of all time. You don't take a Tom Brady in the last couple of years of his career and shit in the mouth of the fucking quarterback who is your franchise. You just paid him boatloads of fucking money, and his first year as a fucking starter, you went to the Super Bowl. Nobody in their right fucking mind, and believe me, no one in our, orga- in our organization is humoring any possibility of Tom Brady playing a fucking year. Because if you think after last year that Tom Brady played, He's going to play a better year than fucking Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, I hate to fucking break the news to you, but Jimmy's numbers were better than Tom's numbers this year. So who the fuck do you think he's saving? Of course, you can't come near Tom Brady's career. You put his career numbers on there. Yeah, I mean, you can't even put fucking Jimmy in a conversation with a guy like Tom Brady. Tom Brady's career is undeniable unless you're just a hater and you're one of these fucking guys. Um, But that's not me. But I'll tell you, towards the last fucking three, four years, tops of fucking Tom Brady's career, do I want him over a guy who I say, this is our future, this is our guy, this is our right now, into the fucking Super Bowl? You don't don't fucking play around with that. You don't play around with that fucking formula. Tom Brady is, if you think Tom Brady, his first year, out of the fucking Bill Belichick system, in another organization, just goes and wins the fucking Super Bowl first year out, you're the dumbest fucking person I've ever talked to. The other thing is, is look, man, um, there were some terrible fucking calls in that, in that Super Bowl. I'm not going to bullshit you. I'll agree with you saying that like, look, there was fucking roughing the passer calls that weren't called against Jimmy. There were holding fucking Boza calls weren't called that fucking, uh, offensive pass interference shit was garbage compared to the fucking offensive pass interference we've seen. You know, even in the playoffs, like, uh, you know, it it doesn't make a lot of sense. But, look, the game is the game. Bad calls are going to happen. And for me or anybody else to say the words, it's fixed or this is rigged, then you have no reason in the world to be a fan of that sport. You, You can't give me this it's fixed shit if you're sitting there and yelling at your fucking TV all year. You can't sit there and wave the flag of your team all year, and then when they lose, go, it's fixed. Well, then why why are you so invested in a fixed sport? Why do you keep buying jerseys and flags and and hats and fucking posters and, and banners and, and, and all this shit for a fixed sport? I mean, are you really at this point just, like, supporting the, a football version of the WWE? Is, is that what you're legitimately watching? You believe that all the games are predetermined and you're just okay with that and you're going to rock it because it doesn't seem like you're okay with that. When your team loses and you scream that the game is rigged, you're not okay with that. But you're locked in for the next season and the next season and the next season. Some motherfuckers paying for the NFL package. There's motherfuckers with season tickets and these motherfuckers are going to games rigged. So what the fuck is wrong with you? Shit doesn't make any goddamn sense. So I don't I don't buy into any of that. I don't think anything's fucking fixed. I think sometimes the fucking refs get a completely shit call. Sure, absolutely. You got these old men running around there trying to see the fucking moving ball on this and this and they, you know, look, 
it's just it's not going to be a perfect game ever. So it is what it is. They're they're talking about moving it to a 17 game season, which I'm fine with. Uh, they're talking about opening the playoffs to um, an extra team, which I'm fine with. Um, because half the time, you know, when you get a fucking team like the NFC East gets a team in there, I'd rather one more wild card team in there because what the fuck are we doing with this? You know, uh, fucking eight and eight teams going into the playoffs because they were the leader of their shit division. Let one of these wild card teams with a way better record come in and knock that fucking team out of there. You know what I mean? It, it just doesn't. It doesn't phase me at all. Uh, we still would have had a first round bye this year because that was the type of motherfuckers we were. The Chiefs would have still had a first round bye this year because that's the type of motherfuckers they were. Or no, 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 no. The Pats would have got a first round bye, I believe. No, no, Ravens. My bad. Completely fucking my memory up over here. But uh, yeah, the Ravens would have had a first round bye. We would have had a first round bye. Chiefs would have played Steelers first round. That that's what would have happened. But uh. You know, again, I don't know that there would have been a different outcome as far as the playoffs or the Super Bowl or anything. Um, but yeah, I'm um, I'm already so fucking excited for next year. I don't give a good goddamn about the fucking XFL. I don't want to hear about the XFL. Fuck all of that Vince McMahon football bullshit that'll be gone in fucking two three years tops. Fucking B level talent. That as soon as they're good enough, they're going to the fucking NFL. They would rather be backup fucking running backs in the NFL than a starter in the XFL any fucking day of the year. So, it's just, I'm not interested in that B-League fucking football. You can create a bunch of rules and motherfuckers are getting killed out there and shit like this. And that's that's great, but, like, I don't give a fuck. You know, silly-ass uniforms running around looking like fucking NASCARs and shit. Like, get the fuck out of here. Um... So yeah, that's that's uh that's my uh quick wrap on the Super Bowl. Um <laughs> Shane did a wow react that I'm going live now. I guess this is like not the time he expected and I know I, I procrastinate, but I procrastinated for two weeks, man. You know what I mean? This is uh it's go time, I guess. Um so that's that's my wrap on the Super Bowl, man. I could I could go off in all all sorts of different little tangents left and right and all over the place about the uh this player and that player and what I think's gonna happen next year. But you know, I'll save that. I don't wanna turn this into a complete football podcast. I got a lot of things to talk about. Next up. Um Am I ready for that? Yeah. No, where the fuck is my thing? This is this is uh this is what you get with me, you know? Um Hmm. Where the fuck is uh There it is. All right. So, next up, Teddy Hart arrested. <laughs> yeah. That's what happened. Uh got caught with steroids and weed. And, uh, yeah, and, uh, enough to be intent to distribute. (laughs) Oh, man. You know what? Like, this shit is funny as hell. And, like, Maria got on the fucking, uh, the YouTube channel. And, like, she's just all over the fucking place. See, let me just preface everything I'm about to say with, like, I liked Maria. Before Teddy. 
I had her on the show. I see tremendous potential in what she was doing. When she was with Schlack, she was training her fucking ass off. Clearly, she was on steroids. She admitted to all of that, this and that. Personally, I don't think that's the fucking path to go, especially when you're in your fucking 20s. You know what I mean? It doesn't make any fucking sense because she showed the ability to train hard enough. And she got super fucking big, I guess, you know, because of the steroids and this and that. But, like, you know, she tapped into something that that worked. And, uh, you know, she just... She just is not a fucking leader by any stretch of the imagination. So she could put that man-eater shit on her stomach and all that, but she's a follower. She's nothing but a fucking follower. So the thing is, is um, I, I did like her before that. When she became an extension of Teddy Hart, I fucking can't stand her. She's a fucking moron. If she's going to get on videos and try to convince me that the guy that's shopping for things as if he's one of my 10-year-old daughters and bedazzling every inch of the inside of a fucking vehicle, if she's going to try to convince me that this same guy with the mentality of a 10-year-old girl is a genius and just smarter than everybody else, then she's retarded, basically. I mean that's that's the only thing I could I could I could make of that. Like if she's really convinced of that, and she's like laughing, like she's arrogant about it. So she's real arrogant, and that's the thing that that I think is really funny. That's why I'm laughing so hard at this situation now, even at her situation. She's she left or whatever, but she's gonna be back. She's not unless someone really sinks their fucking claws into her that cares about her and, and takes care of her and gets her on like another path and she feels good about it, you're done. She's going to go running back to this idiot as soon as he's fucking out. But, um, but her, one of her first videos is she's like laughing. She's like, these chargers are so stupid. He's like, he's, he's so honest about like he said on, on the YouTube that he does, he smokes weed and he takes steroids. Like he said that online, he was honest about it. These charges are so stupid. That's not the way the law works. You don't get to like confess the crimes over the internet and then go, dude, I was honest about it. What, what's your problem? <laughs> That's not the way the law works at all. So when you're like, Hey, I told you I did steroids and I smoked weed. And that means you can't arrest me. Not really true. And, you know, uh, uh, you know, I, I, I'm just like, I, I'm just smoking a cigar. It's not weed. Not really true. Uh, you know, I, it's just the thing is, is and, and in a roundabout way, in, in my own, I guess, narcissistic way, I like to think that I had a part in him getting arrested. Not because I had any knowledge or any uh, police connection or any involvement in his actual arrest but the way i see it is this when i started calling him out there was no talk of boxing on his fucking youtube channel none no mention at all there was no talk of him restarting his steroids uh there was talk of her having done steroids and that she was on it, and she was bigger when she was on it, but it fucked with her a lot. And uh, there was talks about her getting him on a training regiment and getting him bigger than ever and all of this other shit. 
and him trying to help her eat right and all this other bullshit, but there is no talk of steroids are right now on the menu. He had mentioned like, oh, I need to get into the doctor because they give me prescribed testosterone because when you're 40, uh, you can't get in good shape when you're 40 or over. Not really true. Um, so there was no talk of that. When I called him the fuck out and, and I put every fucking thing on the line, they no sold the shit out of it. They blocked me on every fucking piece of social media that they could. He'd talk fucking really fucking vaguely and really uh, passive aggressively in my direction, sort of, but never really addressed me. He addressed the other nerd on the fucking uh, Nighthawk podcast. You know what I mean? Nightwolf got a fucking shout out right away. I'm like, what the fuck is he talking about? And he got right on the fucking uh, the Nighthawk show and and went fucking back and forth with this fucking guy. Just for again, towards the end, when things weren't going Teddy's way, big fucking surprise, someone outwitted Teddy because he's not that fucking smart. And Maria started trying to fucking get arrogant and shit on the guy and go like, oh, he didn't even want to do this. He doesn't even care about you. Like, hmm. Not really true. So, amongst all of that, now suddenly I call them the fuck out. They know sell it. And then eventually, like occasionally, he would start fucking going in and he'd be like, oh, these hating motherfuckers and all these haters that are on the on the page. And, you know, people have all different screen names and different accounts. And, and, and you know, again, like, th- this dude changed his fucking tone big time. And... I can tell you straight up, I hope Maria hears this, uh, you know, maybe forwards it to the fucking jail, or if this asshole's out, he fucking sits there with his fucking ankle bracelet on and fucking listens to this. I have never been vague. I have never been passive-aggressive with Teddy Hart. I've never hid behind a fucking screen name. I've never hid behind a fucking avatar. I've never went under an an, anonymous screen name or a different screen name. My name is J cat Morris. I got fucking ID that says so all of my fucking uh, accounts are J cat Morris across the fucking board. My show is Yakuza kick radio. I talked on Yakuza kick radio as J cat Morris and called you the fuck out. And this is not some motherfucker who, again, he got on his fucking videos, one of his recent ones, before he got locked the fuck up like a clown. When he got locked the fuck up, intention to distribute, because he, he had so much fucking steroids on him, because he, that's just how he fucking rolls, because he's stupid. So anyway, he did a, one of the recent, uh, it was like late night fucking talks or whatever the fuck, and uh, he started talking his shit. Yeah, you know, because some people, all they want to do is be negative, And all they have to do is say negative things. And nothing nothing comes out of their mouth positive. And they sit on the internet all day, you know, negative, And they're just negative, And they just jerk off in their house all day. And they're getting tired from jerking off. And, and they're doing this and it. Not really true. For starters, motherfucker, I work harder than you'll ever work in your motherfucking life. Because you've had everything handed to you, Teddy. You know what I mean, Ted? 
daddy's money, your fucking family, your whole fucking, your uncle's fucking names got you fucking open doors everywhere you walked. And you dressed like a fucking clown everywhere you went. And you kept attaching things to your gimmick to just make you stand out. Because you refused to work hard enough to just get it on your own. You had fucking trainers handed to you. You had fucking uh, um, personal trainers. You had fucking everything handed to you. So this is me, a fucking almost 42-year-old man who works six days a week. And has been with the same woman for 20 years. So there's no jerking off in my mother's house or any of that crazy shit. Guaranteed, you're jerking off a little bit more than me these days because you're locked up. So you're either beating off or you're not coming. Or you're fucking a guy. That's what's going on in your life. Real talk, Teddy. Yeah, I mean? I'm not one of these beating off type dudes. So I know you're not addressing me. I'm not one of these fake dudes. So I know you're not addressing me. I'm not Nighthawk Radio. So I know you're not addressing me. Because if you were, you'd mention my fucking name. And I don't need my name on your little fucking YouTube show or anything like that. But you know you fucking hear me. And you could talk to your fucking idiot fans who are following you around and believing your bullshit. But I'll knock you clean the fuck out, Teddy. You look like an old fucking gassed out man when you got on that shit. I'll lay you the fuck out. So maybe you can get on some fucking jail regiment because you're doing, you're going to do time. And when you get the fuck out, because from what I hear, these charges could go one to 10 years. So when you get the fuck out and we're both fucking mid forties, fuck man, I hope you get 10 years. We'll be 50 years old. Challenge still stands. We'll fucking work out a contract. And I'll knock you clean the fuck out. And it'll be like, remember Teddy Hart? Yeah, some fucking jerk off from Jersey just almost knocked his fucking head off. He was he was rhyming while the dude broke his fucking jaw. It's crazy. Like he, he can't even he can't even do that rhyming shit anymore. It sounds really crazy. He starts drooling and shit, and this other jacked up chick wipes the shit off of it. Off his face. Oh, that's Maria. You remember Maria? Yeah, like, that's her. That's crazy. She looks different now. You know? that That's the type of conversation motherfuckers are going to have about the type of shit that goes on. So don't talk passive-aggressive shit to me, because I'm addressing you directly. You fucking clown. Fucking bozo. So anyway, while you sit there on fucking house arrest, um, you know, just being fucking incredibly smart. You know, incredibly, incredibly fucking smart. Not really true. Um, you know, I mean, just think about all this shit. Because you had so, you know, I don't know why that, like, you know, they're talking about all this money and this and that. And, and oh, well, they, you know, he needs a lawyer and this much. And, and she's like, and I can't afford to pay out 3000 just for the lawyer to show up. And maybe he doesn't even get out. Oh, shit. The guy with the money suit? The guy with the suit with the fucking money all over it? The guy who said that, that Persian cats uh, made him more money than the wrestling business ever did? That that fucking guy needs money? That's weird. That's so weird. I thought he had fucking four houses and six jobs. I, I, I guess... I guess that's just... Not really true. Yeah. 
Guess not. So now Maria is getting away from him because they were so in love and so inseparable. And Teddy's the best thing in the fucking world for her, except for... Not really true. So she's leaving. But for now, because she doesn't stay away. And again, if someone cares about her and hopefully gets the fucking a hold of her brain and steers her in the right direction, maybe then things will go okay. Maybe. But she's, she's destined to fail with the mentality that she lives with. She needs professional fucking help because she's a 20-something-year-old girl with a lot of fucking um, um, potential. And then hooking up with this fucking idiot. Uh, come on, man. I, I'm not, you know. I'm not interested in... in uh, and humoring this situation and pretending like, well, maybe she, you know, get the fuck out of here. This is this is such a clown show. I couldn't have been happier to see that motherfucker get locked up. I hope he does hard time. I hope he starts talking that I'm a boxer and I got the fastest hands in the world. And someone knocks his goddamn head off in, in fucking jail. And then daddy can't fucking help. Because another thing is, I saw he had two fucking charges. Um, and one of them was, um, the supposed rape case or statutory rape or some kind of case that was, um, dismissed. She changed her story or whatever the case is. And that was dismissed. Those type of things happen. The other one, the charges were dropped and it was evading the police. Like resisting arrest, evading the police. So that's telling me the motherfucker had a lawyer behind him at some point. That motherfucker had money to pay a fucking lawyer real well. Because police generally don't get it mixed up. It's one thing like if a girl like changes her story or, you know, some of these victims, you know, they, they go and uh, they get nervous and they try to go into court and plead their shit and they just fucking bail and they're just like, never mind, they just just fucking drop the charges you know they get scared a lot of things happen and you know sometimes it's false and and they change their story and they're like oh yeah you know on second thought maybe it didn't happen you know shit like that does happen what doesn't happen is a cop going you're resisting arrest and you're being charged with that and then they get in court and go maybe he wasn't resisting arrest (laughs) like that doesn't fucking happen that's just not really true so, that's that's a motherfucker that had some fucking money to get some fucking wheels uh, turning and shit like this to get off on that. But this time, I don't know. It seems like maybe he burned all his bridges and shit. Uh, the other thing is, him and him and Maria had some kind of three-way falling out with fucking Kenny. Old fucking superhero Kenny, you know? Oh, one of their four houses was Kenny's house. That was, that was, that was the dude. Now fucking Teddy was on the fucking phone from prison going, he's a fucking scumbag. You know what else is funny? This dude confessed to all his crimes on the fucking, uh, on the phone through the YouTube from prison or jail. Yeah, he's not in prison. In jail and uh, confessed, I got caught with marijuana and, and steroids. And... I don't know who told her, but somebody must have told her that's not a good idea. Uh, he just 
fucking confess to his crimes. But if you think pulling that shit off of YouTube makes you fucking safe, well, that's not really true. Because any phone call you make from a prison or a jail or anywhere of a correctional facility, they're going to have recording of that. That's not a closed circuit. They're not they're not allowing people to just confess to their crimes over the phone and then just pretend like it didn't happen. So either way, I think Teddy's going to wind up fucked, which is good. So, uh, you know, couldn't have happened to a better person. Um, so yeah, that, that's, uh, I, I think my rap on this stupid asshole, um, real quick notes, uh, Joe Gacy is the head trainer of the Evolve school. They're starting an Evolve training facility and Joe Gacy has been given the, um, the head trainer position which I think is phenomenal for him. Um, I, I give him a lot of fucking props and, and congratulations on that because that's that's huge, man. That's, you know, WWE has been using Evolve and, and, and all of that as like a minor league for the WWE, like a scouting league for the NXT, the 205 Live, the WWE. Like, So being that tied in and then having him work as from a training position – I mean, man, if that isn't a great fucking career opportunity for him, I don't know what is. Uh, he needs to get out of CZW immediately. Because, again, like, just don't associate with these motherfuckers, man. I- I'd rather see Joe Gacy with a fucking legitimate, like, fucking hustle job. You know, a real on-the-books fucking job and doing the evolved training thing strictly than seeing him run around with these bullshit shindy shows and fucking CZW and all of this nonsense because he, he's gotten beyond that. He spent his years held down in fucking CZW and, you know, being labeled the CZW guy when CZW wasn't what they used to be. And he was continuously that guy. And as soon as he fucking walked out of there, opportunities started to open up. He seemingly started getting a little bit of leverage in places where he wasn't before. So... Good on him. Uh, I hope this really, uh, you know, turns in a positive direction and gets his uh, ball rolling. So uh, that's that. Um, Deathmatch uh, wrestlers, I don't know what it is in the past year. I almost feel like they're doing like a deathmatch internet challenge. And it's with a fork. I I saw a bunch of pictures from the Japan tour and and everything. And um, it... I call it the meatloaf challenge and it's like when they have a fork stuck into their forehead deep enough to just be standing there without them holding it. So it's like you stick your big dumb head out there and and just uh, do your best to replicate a meatloaf, you know, with the fucking fork and just have it sticking out of your stupid forehead. Um, It's just, it's fucking unreal. I've gotten so fucking turned off to so much of what, what wrestling is, what deathmatch wrestling is, what the, the mentality behind it. It's just so much of it is it's just really fucking stupid. Um, Matt Tremont, for instance, he, he got like an enormous cut on his fucking arm. This guy still has this fucking lump on the fucking front of his head. Like, like a fucking tumor. It, it's fucking crazy. And, and 
I know it's not a tumor, but, you know, it's hanging off the front of his head and he just keeps sticking shit in it. Like it's a fucking, like, like a pin cushion or one of those fucking things you jam a pencil into, you know, like a pencil holder, but they have like those gummy ones that you just fucking stick shit into, you know, it doesn't make any fucking sense. Marcus Crane just had, like, fucking brain surgery because he had an infection in his forehead. And Tremont's got, like, a kneecap coming out of his fucking forehead. Like, that's just part of the business, brother. What the fuck is wrong with you? And, and, you know, and infections. This guy's had staph infections left and right. He had this enormous cut in his fucking arm. Hey, 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 look, man. If that type of shit's going to happen in the fucking world of deathmatch wrestling, to happen in fucking, I think it happened in Kurrigan Hall. I could be wrong, but... To happen in Japan in front of the Japanese fans and shit like that. What a fucking scar to carry as a deathmatch wrestler. To, like, this is where that came from. Not, you know, Tremont's apartment in Jersey, you know, that holds 150 fans in front of his dog. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's not where you want to catch lifetime scars. But, uh, lifelong fucking scars. But, um, yeah, like, this dude came back from there. Immediately went to a GCW show several days after, like, and and his wife's, like, posting, like, fucking pictures, like, the doctor said the healing is, like, way ahead of schedule, and, like, it's got, like, such a good healing process going, and this and that, and then they just, like, fucking, like, gouged it back open two days later, or three days later, against Matt Justice at GCW, is like, yeah, just fucking carve that shit open because, like, what could go wrong there? And it's just like, dude, I, I don't even know how everyone's fucking sitting back and cheering for this shit. Like, that's awesome. You know, it's like, it's so hard to, to walk that line between, yeah, I care about this guy and I can't wait till he fucking bleeds. Like, I hope someone rips his fucking forehead wide open because that's the shit I'm into. And it's like, but I also love you, brother. It's just like, dude, like, that shit happened to your kid, you'd be like, what the fuck? Like, oh shit, let's get him taken care of. You wouldn't be like, cut it open, man. It's cooler when it's bleeding. Like, I, I don't know. Like, it's just, and again, like the, the violence for the sake of violence shit, it's just garbage. It, it's complete fucking garbage and it's ruined deathmatch wrestling. So congrats guys, because you're doing this shit for nothing. Now you'll be a legend in your own mind and a bunch of fucking assholes who, you know, Teddy pointed out or, you know, jerking off in their parents' house. That's that's the type of people. So, um, yeah, it's crazy. Um another quick thing, uh Valentine's Day came and and went and I don't give a shit about any of that, but um uh Chrissy Rivera, good friend Chrissy Rivera got a star. Um now and I just bring this up because like it just it just it makes me feel really fucking awkward about human intelligence, you know, like her husband bought her a star and she posted that she was crying for 45 minutes. Now, look, the two of these, these are, these are two great people. I really love the two of them. Like, I really think they're, they're great people. They're people I would trust. I wouldn't consider them like scumbags, like half of the fucking wrestling business. Like, I, I really wouldn't. Like, I, I think they're genuinely good fucking people. But, like, 
who the fuck did you buy a star from? Who owned the fucking stars that you bought the fucking star from? You know it's in space and you can't own a fucking star, right? Do you know that? Like, it's, you know how many people they could sell that same fucking star to? Like, what level of asshole do you have to be to buy something that can't fucking belong to anybody else? I tell you right now, like, I started selling stars last week, and I, like I said, I like these guys. So I'll give them a discount on like five stars right now. Like if they, you know, and hey, fucking side note, we could tie it into Jeremy's podcast. Jeremy's selling fucking stars too. And he's like, I got you five stars. So like he sells them five at a clip. You know what I mean? Like Jeremy's going to sell them five at a clip and um, I'll just help him advertise. You know, I'm just going to turn the business over to Jeremy because I, I trust him with that type of financial responsibility. Um, you know, he's a very responsible adult. He's a professor. Um, so I feel like, the star business that I just launched last week um, is in good hands in Jeremy's India. I got you five stars and he can negotiate a price with you depending on who you are. And uh, he's got your five stars right there. You know what I mean? But you know, I, I, I read that and I came home from work and I'm like, I told Nina, I said, look, I, I, you know, I, I, I bought you like Saturn because I feel like, you know, we've been together 20 years and, I feel like we have a way stronger bond over these 20 years than just a star. So I bought you a planet. It's fucking yours. Don't let anybody fuck with it. You know, that, that's what, you know, that's what you mean to me. So like, do you, you know, that, that's your fucking planet. Like, don't, don't let anybody put nothing on there, park the car over there or anything. That's, that's yours right there. So just keep it, you know, if they say something on the news, like, Oh, found new, new, uh, you know, new research has discovered something on site. You better call them up and say, look, and I didn't authorize this shit. You know, because that's, you know, that that's just, I, I, I bought it. I bought it from, uh, you know, this, this guy. He said he owned Saturn. I just gave him all my money and, uh, dude, it was a lot of money, but she's worth it. You know what I mean? So, like, now she owns Saturn just in case, and, and yeah, anybody wants to, uh, you know, dispute that, um, We've actually contacted Perry Saturn. He's not doing good, but uh, said, you know, look, if you want to use that name in the future, you're going to have to fucking go through us. Like the car Saturn, like that shit, all, all fucking um, gimmick infringement. You know what I mean? Like everybody's got to go return their Saturn to the dealership, actually. So I really like ruffled a lot of feathers, but I figured that's, that's what I had to do to, to profess my love because, uh, you know, look. People are buying stars. I got to step my fucking game up. This is what you guys do. You know, you, you, you force my hand and then I got to go like, oh, okay, I'll show you, you know, you think, I don't... yeah, I mean, you, you think I can't do something for Valentine's Day? It's fucking stars. But anyway, if you want your stars, you know where to go. You know what I mean, got your five stars. Uh, but yeah, check my man's podcast out over there. He's doing his thing. He's got you five stars. Um, yeah, uh, I just had to. I just had to mention that shit. Like I, I, I thought about it when like I read that shit. And I was like, I like she said like, and she didn't say like LOL. She said like I, I've been crying for the last forty five minutes. She bought me an actual star, and I thought, man, like I, I don't know if she bumped her head when she got out of bed this morning. Like if she fell off instead of just you know when you. Yeah, you kind of turn over and you you, you stand up. Some, you know, maybe she she missed that stand and then it just hit her head a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know. I, I'm not really positive on how that went down. 
but I just felt like I needed to address it in some way, shape, or form. So, uh, shout out to them. Like I said, though, I fucking great people. Um, if nothing else is busting balls, that's that's what I do. But uh, yeah, it's fucking crazy. Um, what else do I got? Um, struggling with Sozio. Traveled to my house a couple weeks ago. The day before the Super Bowl, actually. And I posted the episodes on here. I'm sure everybody who wanted to hear them heard them. Um, I, I got to just, just you know, put it on this podcast and say that um, I am absolutely honored and humbled by uh, Sozio's uh, generosity in, in going out of his way and spending that amount of time to hear some of what I had to say about you know the, these different things about me you know i i do this podcast here and it's me talking shit about wrestling and this and this um what i did with him was something different you know the, this was just really getting into things about my life and and stories about me and um you know what i do and you know i really really appreciate that it's not often that someone wants to hear your story more times than not you know you start telling motherfuckers a little too much about yourself. They start checking their watch. Like, what What else do I got to fucking do? I get, you know, hey, man, I think someone's calling me. I don't hear anything. I just, you know. Yeah, I don't know. It was a special tone that they use. Only I could hear, but I got to go. You know, like, <laughs> you try to get the fuck out of the room. You start talking too much about yourself. Um, people to travel to hear about you is, is fucking amazing. So, you know, he brought his family over and... Uh, you know, we uh we served our his native dish of pizza and um you know, we wanted to make sure he was comfortable. Um we looked up his, his breed and um it said pizza was was keeps him going. So uh we made sure we got one of those 'cause we wanted to make sure he got back to his home safe and sound, you know. It's, that's what fuels his type. Um, so, you know, it's the, it's the least I could do. And um uh, yeah, like I said Great dude. I really, really appreciate them all coming through. You know, we can't, I just, you know, the other thing I got to just throw a little fucking <laughs> little joke back at him because you know, like, look, this guy dwells on my hair on a regular basis, which I guess like there could be worse things. You know what I mean? Like the, there could be worse things to talk about somebody, but like this dude has a real hang up about my haircut, but I don't know who told this guy that Steven Seagal's haircut was the right answer. Like that's, that was just the answer. Just like, clearly, I have it down. What the fuck's wrong with your hair? It's like, whoa, whoa, hey, whoa. Who, who the fuck told you you had the right answer? <laughs> like, I mean, you know, hard to kill and all of this. I know, you know, there were great movies back in the day. A little questionable on some of those kills. You know, he do a little arm flip. The motherfucker had a machine gun. I don't know what the fuck's going on there, but, you know. Sozio locked in. He was just like, that's my future right there. I'm, I'm, I will die with that guy's fucking haircut, you know, while he's walking around in, in shit that looks like Teddy Hart's gear, you know, old fat Steven Seagal. I'll just be walking around with his fucking hair, you know? So, I mean, you know, what can you do? He's got the right answer, though. If anyone's looking for the right haircut, though, you got to Seagal it. You know what I mean? You, you got to, you straight up got to Seagal it. And not don't fuck it up, don't Katie Seagal it, because you'll be a fluffy motherfucker out there. But you got you got a Steve Seagal it, you know. 
but yeah, no, shout out to fucking uh, Sozio. Um, check out his fucking show. Um, two, I did two episodes with him. Definitely got to have him back down here another time or so. Uh, you know, good times. And uh, like I said, that's 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 a long way to fucking travel just to talk to some fucking guy. You know, so I I really appreciate it and um, check out that dude's show for sure. Um, what else? Um, I watched the fucking CZW show. Now, I guess I well we'll do first is I'll, I'll run down this fucking this this card real quick. I'll tell you for the most part the show is not good. Um. This is, you know, and the big part about this that I don't like is, like, the, Maven had this whole push, and I got a lot to say about Maven. We'll, we'll be back with him in a minute. Um, Maven did this whole push of, like, this is the new CZW. This is Maven's CZW. Um, so I don't know what the fuck that's supposed to mean, but they ain't shit changed, I'll tell you that much. Um, I mean, the first, like good portion of the show, no one gives a fuck about. No one. Uh, the people who are related to the people who are in these fucking matches, and that's that's it. Um, nothing has changed either about, like, just bringing in an entire roster of whoever the fuck you're doing business with. You know, um, I had said in the past that, by the way, we'll get into it, but Justice Payne is not in the Hall of Fame. Um but I had talked about it when I was tributing Justice Payne, and I was saying that, you know, he, he went and he fucking helped bring in Masa, um, Messiah. I almost said Masada, and I tried to switch, and then I almost said Masawa, who never worked for CZW, but Messiah. Um, he brought him in, who ended up being an enormous fucking star in CZW, and, and really making a lot of waves, and I think made a bigger impact with the stuff that he did with CZW and continuing on than he ever did in XPW. XPW was kind of a niche audience. Uh, so I, I don't, I mean, I wasn't a fan. I know it got, you know, huge distributions through your uh, Suncoast videos and things like that. But I, I don't, you know, I, I still think you saw a lot more out of him in, in CZW as far as wrestling ability. I think, um, the East Coast talent really helped to press his, uh, um, like, push his, his athleticism and uh, make him step his game up, you know? Guys like Mondo. I mean, who the fuck was in XPW that was being fucking Mondo? Because even when they had, like, Chaos and stuff like that came in, nothing that he was doing with Chaos was up to the level of his feud with Mondo or his, his stuff with Pain or, you know. But the moral of what I'm saying is, is, he brought in this guy because he saw something in him on the other side of the country and thought it would work well for the company. Now we're just like, well, we're booking AR Fox and he's running a school now. Let's bring in all his fucking students. We're working with some fucking, uh, we're working with Gangone and we're doing some things with uh, House of Glory. So let's bring in every fucking person in their, on their roster. Like, this this is what it is. This is what has been for fucking years there. 
oh, we're super cool with the fucking Chris and everything now and, and Sammy. So we'll bring in every motherfucker in Ohio. Um, you know, ooh, fucking Drake. We're, we're super down with Drake and this and that. Oh, everybody from fucking Naptown's coming in, you know, uh, every fucking body. Yeah, it's just like whoever's got the most pull, all their fucking friends are invited. And that's bullshit. If you want the best fucking company you can book out there, you go out there and you get the best talent to work for your company that's going to put over your product as a great product. Stop playing fucking favorites. Stop doing people favors with your fucking company. Don't use your company as a platform to do favors and handshakes and fucking, uh, you know, exchanges, a barter system and all this bullshit. Let's fucking get it going. Let's put together a fucking product that nobody could deny. That you looked at top to bottom and was like, whoa, okay, I understand. When it comes down to it financially, you know, you got to do what's best. So a lot of local talent has to be used to save some money for this and this and this. So do what you got to do, but stop making it so blatantly everyone that you happen to be fucking with at the moment. Because it's not dope. It doesn't come off as a good product. It comes off like hit and miss. Some of these guys are right. Some of these guys ain't shit. I I don't know who half the fucking people on this card are. Here's the first, like, fucking three matches. Straight off the bat. Aaron Ash defeated Gabriel Sky. Six-man tag. Team Rayo. King Rayo. uh, Mascara Genesis. Silver Fox defeated... Team Pesadilla, a Pesadilla 1, Pesadilla 2, and Pesadilla 3. Get the fuck out of my face with this shit. Then, then there's a four-way. Chris Bishop beats Leo, uh, Leroy Green and Boom Harden and DK Meadows. And I think Leroy Green's the kid that comes out and he plays with the fucking video game in, in the ring. Which I think is a funny little gimmick. But like this, this is what you needed to book, guys. You needed to bring that guy in because he's just killing it. I, this shit, this company's a fucking joke. Joke. Next matchup is the CC, CCW Tag Team Championship versus the Skulk of Liam Gray and Adrian Alanis. So, what the fuck? Uh, Cage of Death happens. Bear Country versus fucking the Rep. They have a good fucking match. Very enjoyable. After the match, they're like, let's fucking do it again. You're on. We'll fucking do it again. Meanwhile, that same match, I think I booked for like Beyond or something. And then they come back in February and they're like, let's just do something else. Both teams in the building. Let's just do something else just to do it. So now they're still playing up like it's going to happen again. Just not yet. We'll just let everybody else in the fucking country book it based off of something they saw on our card. Because that's basically what CZW does. They pull shit off other people's cards and then they go like, all right, yeah, like nothing else. Here it goes again. It's fucking whack. So uh, that that was that. Um, Casey Navarro beats AR Fox. So AR Fox fucking wins the belt off of this uh, fruit from fucking Orange's New Black. And uh, immediately loses it to Casey Navarro, who is, I think, very talented. I think Casey Navarro's got a good fucking skill set. I think he could talk. I think he plays up a good character. And I think that entire entourage that he's with should be fed into a wood chipper. 
I, I, I don't understand why you're paying or at least allowing all these fucking people on your product to be on iPay-Per-View dressed like fucking idiots. Like, they're just dressed like fucking morons. Like, the, the mouthpiece of that that can't even cut a fucking promo is out there just looking goddamn ridiculous. He's looking like fucking, uh, like that Macklemore fucking thrift shop video. Like, the whole fucking crew is just with, like, random shit on. Like, they just stopped by the thrift shop, picked up a bunch of wild shit, and they're like, yo, this would be funny if we showed up with this on, wouldn't it? And that's, that's his crew. Like, this dude by him fucking self has talent, has possibilities, has, has some fucking promise. Everything else in that fucking ring when he brings this, this fucking group of douchebags out there, Makes it look like, oh, that's why this isn't a big deal at all. You know, it, it's a classic example of people shitting on their own fucking abilities, their own product. They're just shitting on it. So then you got Bear Country up against uh, Anthony Green and Ava Everett, who is kind of growing on me because this chick is like fucking 85 pounds. And she's doing just like crazy fucking. Like, just fucking, like, crazy faces, like, like she's fucking Brock Lesnar. And, and I'm kind of amused by it. I think it's actually pretty entertaining. Um, so I, I, I can't hate on it, you know? At first I looked, I thought it looked absolutely ridiculous and obnoxious. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's entertaining enough. You know, she's putting a lot of fucking effort into her performance. And, um, you know, she's out there taking some abuse and she's, you know, playing up this fucking character. She thinks she could just, you know, stomp out big motherfuckers. And to a certain extent, it gets pretty fucking entertaining. You know, there's a lot of ways it could go bad. And again, you know, you get big motherfuckers bumping for this little chick and stuff. And, it, you know, it'll get old quick. But um, from what I've seen in, in like a two-match, three-match series... It, it's it's seemingly working for her. So uh, there's that. Uh, Brandon Kirk uh, beats John Silver. I, I don't really like Brandon Kirk. I just don't. Like, he's not bad. Um, he's got a decent skill set where um, he's able to do a lot of good things. But John Silver is just a fucking killer. Like, that dude is an absolute star. and And Brandon Kirk is absolutely not. He's just not. So when you put over Brandon Kirk and continue to push him towards a fucking title or this or that, it just doesn't make any fucking sense. Um, and then you got, uh, who the fuck is their, who's their champion? Um, I don't even know. Uh, Tremont didn't win it back. Uh, Silver lost it. Silver lost it to... Who the fuck did he lose it to? Shit, I don't even remember who the fucking world champion is. Uh, oh, Gacy. Gacy is, yeah. Gacy uh, wasn't on that card or whatever. Yeah. So anyway, um, there was that. I mean, the match was pretty good, but just something about Brandon Kirk is very unlikable to me. It just, it just I don't know. Uh, then the main event. Masada beats Casanova Valentine in an absolute fucking war. This shit was fucking awesome. 
absolutely awesome. This was um this is what deathmatch wrestling is supposed to be. It's not supposed to be 85 fucking gimmicks where none of them even make any sense. You're going through piles and piles and piles and piles of glass with all the craziest fucking moves one after another, no selling fucking everything, bleeding fucking buckets and then hugging each other after the fucking match. That that's that's garbage. This shit here, this was two motherfuckers fucking each other up. This was some real shit. Um, Masada at one point was tied to the fucking barbed wire ropes. And Casanova Valentine was, like, punching him in the top of the head with this fucking barbed wire uh, boxing glove and just ripping Masada's hair out. I, I don't know if you could imagine somebody doing that to Masada. Like, previous to this happen, if you said, you know, he's just going to deliberately rip chunks of fucking hair out as he punches him in the top of the head with this fucking glove, and Masada's going to fucking allow that shit, like, I, I don't know that anyone would believe you. I mean, I think when Masada got out of that shit and he stuck those skewers in, I think they went deeper than I've ever seen him stick skewers in a motherfucker's head. Because, like, you know, normally he sticks them in and, like, half of them shits fall out and the other half fucking bounce around. Like, these motherfuckers barely moved. And all of them stayed in. <laughs> like... He fucked his shit up and then slid a chair in front of him and just kicked him into his head. Um, this match was great. And again, like, they didn't need everything in the world to, to fucking do it. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I was very, very happy with this fucking, um, with this match. I think you should go out of your way to see this match because it's deathmatch wrestling done right. Um... Casanova Valentine didn't use any of that fucking dildo gimmick shit, which, hey, good, don't do that. If you wouldn't do it against Masada, stop doing it against fucking everybody else because I could take everything you did against Masada seriously. I could look at it and I'd be like, this is a bad motherfucker. This is a guy you should have on your fucking card. As soon as you run around and start swinging a dildo around, get the fuck out of here. I ain't looking to watch that. Take that shit home to your girlfriend. I'm not, I'm not looking to fucking watch that shit. That that's not type of entertainment I want to fucking see. So that's that's just me, and that's uh that's kind of my wrap on this uh, CCW show, for the most part. Um. So a couple things I wanted to point out to you um, during uh, the the lead up to the Masada and um, um, Casanova Valentine match. They had Brandon Kirk on commentary. Brandon Kirk is laughing and smiling about, oh, man, the time I wrestled Masada, man, like, he's a bad motherfucker. It's like, stop fucking smiling while you're talking about someone being vicious or you're, ta- you're putting over how crazy it was and you're smiling like it doesn't even matter to you. It, I, like, I don't understand why... This fucking company specifically, so many companies out there, but this company specifically has such a hard time pushing their own product as if it's the only thing that matters. Because when I started going to CZW, that's what they did. When you listen to John House and Eric Gargiulo, you talked, you, you heard them fucking talking about these guys like they were the top of the fucking business. Even if you knew the ECW, the WCW, the... The, the, all of these companies that were still doing things, I'm pretty sure WCW was, now they think they were gone. But 
when you thought about all these other companies that were out there, you still looked and you went, I'm listening to what these guys are saying because they're telling me that this guy is the fucking guy. And then, like, these guys go out there and perform, and now you're like, oh, okay. He was on to something. He was talking about this, and he starts, you know, talking up the storyline and and making you believe or feel something about the, what's going on in the ring. And, and well, this this goes back to such and such a date when this happened and that happened, and this motherfucker is not playing games. And da 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 da. And, and meanwhile, you got one guy fucking sitting at the fucking commentary booth that's got a WCW shirt on because it's really cool to have an old school WCW retro fucking shirt. Not when you're working for CZW, you stupid fucking mouth breathing cocksucker. MLJ is the dumbest motherfucker I have ever fucking heard speak on a microphone ever. Like he's fucking insanely stupid. And to walk, if I swear to God, like, Please, fucking, if you guys run a company, anyone who listens who runs a fucking company, if someone on your fucking staff that is going to be on camera during your filming has another company's shirt on, tell them to get the fuck out. Tell them to go the fuck home. Um, Maybe send out a memo prior to the show and say, if you're not going to wear our brand on you, don't wear anybody else's brand. Or bring a change of fucking clothes because it's not going to fly once cameras start rolling. It just, and I know it's not competition, it's a company that's not running anymore and this and that. But you want your fans to invest in the product that you're putting out. You want them to look at your product like it's the only thing that exists at the moment. You might get a little chatter about, hey, do you see their match at such and such the other week? Yeah, yeah, okay. But when you go into the production that's being put out, it draws you into that product because that's all they're talking about. That's all they're looking like. That's all they're resembling. That's all they're referencing. That's what the fuck it is. This is special, and here it is. Here's my fucking show. We put it together. This is all you need to worry about for this fucking night right here because this is a fucking big deal. Now, CCW is not a big deal. It'll never be a big deal. It's a fucking joke. Now, let's talk about the Necro fucking Butcher. Let's talk about this dying shithead who fucking beat women. Now, let's talk about this in a way where motherfuckers don't know. Okay? Because Maven Bentley, you know, champion of all things children and, uh, you know, he's... He he stands up for black rights and children's rights and this and that. And then he puts Necro Butcher's fucking uh, uh, picture as his fucking profile. And I continue to tag and call him out on it and call him out on it. And he just he just no-sold it, no-sold it, no-sold it. The show happens. They induct Necro into the Hall of Fame. Connor Claxon's out there in a suit and fucking sandals. And uh, looking fucking ridiculous. And he's a guy who baits people to admit that they're Trump supporters on his page and then deletes them. Which, look, man, I don't give a fuck. I'm not a Trump guy. So, like, I, I don't, I'm not saying that's a bad move. But if you go over to Necro's page, he's screaming pro-Trump shit and all the type of shit that you would delete motherfuckers over. And you're the guy to induct him. So, um, 
Maven claims now after the show, because I tagged him, you know, I tagged both of them. Because this is, the, again, this is the way that I talk. This is the way that I fucking address things. So when you get your Teddy Hearts and they get on the thing and look, uh, whoever the people who are talking shit that are probably uh, jerking off at their mother's house and are, and are um, too scared to come you because they have different screen names. No, no, that's not me. That's not the one you're talking about. I'm the one that's calling people out and tagging them in the fucking, in the post, because this is how I feel, man. You don't have to, you don't have to agree. You don't have to like what I'm saying. You don't have to give a shit about what I'm saying, but no, for sure. I'm, I'm very clear about what I'm saying. I'm not dancing around the fucking topic. I'm not fucking, Oh, somebody on the show was, I'm not doing what Maven does on a regular fucking basis with Brett Lauderdale, with Joey Janela. Oh, oh, well, if someone, Oh, someone posted Twitter fingers on this. Shut the fuck. Talk about who the fuck you're talking about. You claim to be such a fucking man, such a stand up fucking man. But but you do coward shit all day long, all day, every day. Coward shit. So they induct this dying fucking scumbag. Um, And, uh, you know, I tagged everybody afterwards. I said, it's really funny that, you know, like Maven, you know, inducts this fucking. He's got this fucking guy's picture on his thing. He's supposedly all about, you know, children and this and that. And meanwhile, he's doing this. So, um, I got responses from both, both parties. Let me go back, because again, like I said, the, the fucking screenshots and all the shit that I had, uh, kind of saved up. It took me a while to, uh, do a show, so now they're way back behind a lot of things. Um, okay, that's another thing I can get to if I have time. That's another thing I can get to. <laughs> This is funny. When I go through my fucking stuff, it's it's way more than I remembered having. I I must have fucking like sixty thousand pictures on my fucking phone. Luckily, I got like a big ass hard drive on this thing because yeah, man. So. Uh, so yeah, uh, Maven posted something and he said, uh, is it bad when I hear something bad happens to a bad person and I get suddenly happy? And I said, yeah, that's how I feel about your woman beating friend Dylan. And he goes, to be honest, I don't know anything about that, but I'm dismayed to hear it. Unlike many, I don't follow internet rumors, not dismissing the charge, just heard about it when you posted something. And again, like, he goes right to the shade, like, I don't spend all day on the internet. I work six days a week for the past 18 fucking almost 19 years. Stop playing games with me, you dumb cocksuckers. I see you on the internet. I I don't know what kind of stealth operation you think you're running when you're posting about Raw every single fucking week, when you're acting like a creep on girls' fucking pages and pretending like you're funny, but you're making the same fucking lame-ass jokes, and I have a hall pass with my wife. Oh, wait till your DMs start lighting up off of that comment. Like, you know, you're on all sorts of motherfuckers. You're like, 
you're like a, a usual suspect on a lot of motherfucking chicks pages all the time in the fucking comments. You're always posting passive aggressive shit about Brett Lauderdale and motherfucking Joey Janela constantly. And I don't say that I disagree with a whole lot of it, but be direct, be straight up. And please don't fucking tell me I don't have time to be on the internet. Cause I see it, bruh. Like you, you play five fucking gimmicks on your, your fucking Facebook page. I'm just straight up. Motherfuckers hate it, but I'm just straight up. I'm just me all the fucking time. And then when motherfuckers don't want to hear it, they're like, Oh, I don't spend all day on the fucking, neither do I dude. Neither do I, not even fucking remotely close. So that's a cute little gimmick you made up just now that I spend all day researching guys' fucking lives, but I don't give a fuck. It was all over the fucking internet as far as like right on your fucking page, everybody's fucking page. When he beat this fucking woman's head, it was on everybody's fucking page. And you can't tell me that this guy's an employee and you don't fucking know about it. That, that That's bullshit. That's total bullshit, and it just looks like you're completely negligent to not know about something that's that fucking obvious. Rumors go around like fucking crazy. You're telling me this guy beat a woman's fucking head, and and you, you fucking, and was arrested and everything. And he put up his fucking rebuttal to it, his fucking... Not even, like, excuse. He was just like, yeah, like, she stole the Disney money, and, uh... I probably shouldn't have done that, but what would you do? And like, this was all everywhere, but you just don't know. You just don't know anything. Cause you don't, you don't, you know? So I said, that's not being honest. You definitely knew about that. DJ has addressed it and it was very public with both sides verifying it. This is the guy you directly worked with. I find it hard to believe that no, that you saw none of it. He goes, okay, you don't have to believe me. I don't do wrestling except when I do wrestling. Bullshit. I guess you do wrestling every Monday night, every Thursday night, or whatever the fuck night SmackDown is, because all I see is fucking passive-aggressive comments about who booked this shit, and who did you know? Oh, this booking, and that, but get the fuck out of here, dude. CZW's booked like trash, so don't ever talk about anybody else's booking, because CZW is a fucking dumpster fire, and has pushed their fucking core audience away. And then... Did the same fucking passive-aggressive, condescending, talk-down, insult the intelligence of the entire fucking fan base until there was none. Now I clap at your fucking lack of clapping in that fucking audience. When you have 150 fucking people and you're lucky if they're fucking clapping, I'm at home clapping at the lack of motherfuckers you have there. Because you, you earned it being an arrogant fucking asshole. So, here we go. Continue to shit. Let me say, I just fucking lost my place. Sometimes I talk too long. The screen goes off. I was like tapping it too, like keeping it fucking going. It didn't, it didn't work though. Um. Let me see. Like not only that, like I just, I was trying to look for the, the one screenshot and I got the other one, but, uh, but yeah, like he said some old passive aggressive shit, like, yeah, like, uh, people, you know, with their wives who, you know, this and that, uh, you know, or their untrained wives, like shouldn't be in the fucking ring and don't pull that shit on me. And like, uh, we don't want to book you. And 
Dude, he's talking about Joe Gacy. And then as soon as you call him out on it, he's like, oh, yeah, people don't know who I'm actually talking about. Uh, no, I actually do. I actually know exactly who the fuck you're talking about. So anyway. Um, so then, yeah, he said, uh, don't do wrestling except when I do wrestling. I don't hang out with wrestlers. I don't socialize with wrestlers too often. To be quite honest, I barely have time to meet with real-life friends to hang out or even chat. That being said, if he did it, he should go to jail. End of story. I apologize if I spend my time actually trying to make the world a better place and not following every wrestler's personal life, not excusing him or anyone else. I just don't follow the Twitterverse to find these things out. Neither do I. Neither do I, Maven. I know you want to put yourself over as being such a fucking amazing guy, but you're fucking not. You're a creep like DJ. You're all over fucking girls' pages who are half your fucking age looking like a fucking weirdo. You're fucking passive-aggressively fucking responding to every fucking tweet Brett Lauderdale makes. Brett Lauderdale walked into your fucking ring after the biggest show of the fucking year and shit in your fucking mouth, and you did nothing. I don't want to hear about who told you not to, who this, who that, because every wrestler is so fucking hyped up to stomp out a fan if they cross the guardrail. These motherfuckers, at the moment, were considered fans. If some fucking video producer, fucking whatever, gave them the okay to come in, that doesn't give the okay via the owner of the fucking company, and you could have took fucking liberties on these fucking people, but you won't because you were fucking scared of something. So all that tough guy, passive-aggressive bullshit on the fucking internet, give it a fucking rest. Stop talking about guys who you won't fucking say shit to in person. Because you ain't saying shit to them in person. That, 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 that didn't really fucking happen. Didn't happen at all. So I said, uh, to be fair, you, sem- you spend plenty of time critiquing WWE booking every week, passive-aggressively responding to everything Brett Lauderdale or Joey Janela does. And posting supposed to be funny, but creepy replies on girls' posts. Spare me with the I don't waste my time nonsense. I don't spend all day looking things up either. I'm working six days a week, uh, past 18 plus years. I get it. You don't want to know about this. But if it was about Brett, you'd know all about it. I guess it depends on your agenda or whether you address things or not. And, And keep in mind, because this was the fucking guy who fucking, um, put on, on the internet, when I find scumbags in the business, I'm going to expose everything. No, you're not. You're fraud. You're fraudulent. Completely. It's all bullshit. So, um, I, I, I don't like that fucking behavior. I, I really don't. Because, it, like, that condescending bullshit doesn't, doesn't change the fact. You should be really appalled by the fact that you just inducted a woman beater into the fucking Hall of Fame. Not old school CZW wife beater. An actual woman beater into the fucking Hall of Fame. And now you're pretending like you didn't know after having his fucking profile picture on uh, on his picture on your profile for weeks. But now you just didn't know. Oh, I didn't know. Oh, oh, is that right? Oh, I didn't know. I didn't notice. Okay. Makes sense. So then fucking... Connor Claxton, this is some funny shit to me, because he fucking hits me up, let me see, where the fuck is this, I could just look at my, uh, actual, uh, 
So Connor hits me up. Now, I had messaged him in 2015, where I believe this was amongst the Deathmatch trial series that he had in his first, like, fucking debut matches. (laughs) And I sent him a message back then and said, dude, another great match. Love to have you on the show sometime. Yakuza Kick Radio, let me know. Thanks. That was uh, May 10th, 2015. Never read it, never looked at it, never opened it, never anything. So I guess he went to his messages to fucking message me about this this thing because I tagged him saying, like, it's it's crazy how you're going out of your way to delete people off of your Facebook who who like Trump at all. And then you're the guy inducting Necro Butcher into the Hall of Fame. Dylan fucking uh, MAGA Summers. Like, this, this guy's about that shit. Like, he's, he's really about that shit. Like, posting all the fucking time Trump pro-Trump shit, you know what I mean? Not just like I voted for him, hey man, some of that shit I don't really back. No, no, like he's waving the fucking flag, like wearing the red hat, the whole deal. He's got that shit, I got a fucking picture, I share it all the time. Um, so anyway, uh, he, he messaged me and he's like, saw your message from 15, sorry about that. I'm a boring topic, but if you want to talk about CZW ever, let me know. But I wanted to ask you, what did Necro do? I never heard of the woman beating stuff. So I explained the whole thing to him. And he goes, yeah, I can look past Trump shit, but that's pretty damning in my opinion. Now, look, on one hand, I would love to believe, oh, I, you know, I didn't know and this and that. But I'm sorry. You hang out or were hanging out with Devin Moore for a long time I would go to a show and because I had been talking to Dev for years like he would tell me about all sorts of shit all sorts of personal wrestler shit this one's doing this and this one's doing that like he would tell me so much so you cannot tell me that at some point or another you didn't walk into the fucking locker room and he went, yo, cuz, fucking Dylan beat the shit out of his old lady. Fucking punched her on the fucking recliner, cuz. You, you you don't even fucking know. He hit her like she was fucking Justice Payne, cuz. Like, you can't tell me that conversation didn't fucking happen. You can't fucking tell me the first time you heard that is from Jerk Off from Jersey fucking four years down the fucking road. You can't fucking tell me that. So the the wrestling fucking business is just claiming ignorance on this whole fucking thing. Oh, I had no idea. They'll tell you as a fan, you don't know shit. Don't speak on things, you know, hey, man, unless you fucking lace the boots, you can't even comment on this and that. But this guy fucking beat his fucking wife. It's all over the fucking Internet. And the wrestlers are all going to go, really? I never heard about that. Get the fuck out of here, dude. And again, you don't have to spend all day on the fucking internet because the fucking locker room, the fucking back, the parking lot, the fucking everyone, you guys are hanging out with fans. Fans all the time are going, hey, what do you think about that shit? Dude, that's crazy, right? I asked fucking DJ on my fucking show about it. So what the fuck, man, with this fucking necro thing? Because at the time when I was asking him year after year after year after year, why isn't Trent in the Hall of Fame? Why isn't Trent in the Hall of Fame? And one time he gave me a fucking, this bullshit answer, and he said, 
we're a public company and we have a business to run and he didn't die under great circumstances. And because of, you know, some of the things he was doing, it's hard to celebrate that type of thing because it looks bad on us and this and this. And, uh, you know, that, that becomes hard to run a business. And, you know, some people don't like the sound of that. And, and I had said something about Necro and he goes, well, that's personal. That's a personal issue for him. And I'm like, it's not personal. It's all over the internet. He's like, well, I know, I know, but you know, and and then they just blew it off. So again, DJ knew about it, but Maven didn't know about it. Uh, Connor Claxton didn't know about it being part of the fucking, the whole circle with fucking Danny and, and Dev and all that. Like no, no one fucking knew about it. I don't buy it. I, I think like the wrestling business is such a fucking like jerk off sorority group that like just fucking protect each other uh, of like scumbag actions and just keep going like, oh, I don't know about that. I just don't know about that, you know. And, and just like there's fucking animal abuse and fucking woman abuse and fucking pedophilia and all this other shit that goes on in the fucking wrestling business and they wait until everybody's reacting to finally go like, oh, yeah, yeah, I don't I don't like that either. Or they just turn their fucking head. And there's a lot more turned in their fucking head than reacting. I can tell you that fucking much. It's crazy. It's fucking absolutely crazy. And I, just, I don't have any respect for the way that these people are, are conducting business. Um, because, again, like, you either have morals or you don't. You don't get to wave your fucking morals just for the sake of going like, well, you know, I... You know, I, I liked him as a wrestler. Yes, yes, so did I. What, what the fuck does I have to do with anything? It's like, you know, if your mailman beat the shit out of his wife, would you go like, yeah, but he always had the mail, like, right on time. You'd be like, it's a fucking piece of shit, man. Get another mailman in here. I, I didn't know he's punching her in the head. It's crazy. Over Disney money? Come on. You know, it, it's just bizarre. And I, I don't know how to, I don't know how to put logic to that type of behavior. I just don't. So that's that's my fucking thoughts on all of that. Um, I I don't think it's very honorable to to put a guy like that in the Hall of Fame. But again, everyone's jumping on this fucking train because he's dying. He's legitimately dying, and I'm legitimately happy about it. Fuck that motherfucker. And that's how I feel like people should feel. If a guy is running around punching fucking women. If a guy is just relentlessly punching a woman in the head, as a man, as a person with fucking respect, you you should go like, yeah, I don't want that person around. I, I you know, I'm a man with three daughters. No, I don't, I don't want people who are okay with punching women if money shit happens. I, I don't want people like that on the planet. And if something happens and they're dying, good. Moving on. Moving on. Oh, they used to be really good at this? Yeah, that, that's great. I just wish they wouldn't start punching fucking women because then I could actually, you know, respect everything about it. You know? I, I, I can't do both. I can, I can enjoy his matches. I could enjoy DMX's music. But I hope they both die. That's it. DMX is a fucking animal abuser. That's it. You know? He starved fucking dogs. So some of his fucking dogs ended up in our Newark shelter once upon a time. And they were emaciated. You know, this, this is all that fighting ring shit. It's not, you know, 
this is for my dog because I love him. He's on the couch. Yeah, I mean, this this is like, this is for my dog because he's badass, hooked to a chain in my backyard. What? That, that, that's what that is. That's not, that, you know, it's not like I love my family dog. <laughs> you know what I mean? This is, this is like my dog will fucking kill your dog. I mean, <laughs> so I, I can't fuck with you. Yeah. I mean, but the, the fucking beats are crazy. Yeah. I mean, the, the fucking, the songs are fucking crazy. So I rock it, but you're not going to see me with a DMX t-shirt on. You're not going to see me RIP in this motherfucker when he's dead. Yeah. I mean, like, fuck it. He's on crack and that's great. The Negro's dying and that's great. I don't give a fuck if you like that or not. I don't like when people punch women. I don't like when people fucking abuse animals. I mean, so so you choose your fucking side. I, I'm not telling you what to do. You choose your side, and I'll feel accordingly about you. That's it. Simple as that. You know? I, um, I don't know what else I want to get into. Um... Trying to figure out what I even want to deal with. So, you know, I, I got a couple other things here and there. And uh, I went back and forth with Ian again. Uh, you know, the thing is with Ian is, like, Ian's insanely delusional. And here's here's the fucking straight facts. Um, I had Ian rotten on the show when no one was fucking with Ian. No one was fucking with Ian. Ian had just did that show with the fucking, the worm, whatever the fuck his name is, the not Dennis Rodman worm, um, uh, the Jerry Wiseman. And that was like the ambush interview where he set up a fucking whole bunch of interviews and everybody called in. He had Ian on the fucking line and he just had people just keep calling in and just ripping them apart. Um, not a whole lot of time went on after that. And I wanted to have Ian on. And Ian was done with doing podcasts forever. For fucking ever. Like, he was just like, fuck that. I, I got annihilated. I didn't hang up. I stuck in there. And I fucking took it. And I'm never doing that shit again. I'm never calling into any fucking podcast again. And he actually got... He had to ask about me. Because he didn't know shit about me. And he asked Drake Younger. And Drake Younger vouched for me. And I had him on and did a four-hour fucking interview with Ian. And I think I covered so much fucking ground. I did so many fucking, uh, got so many things out of him. And, and and we really had a good rapport and talked about so many different things that he accomplished over the years. Because, you know, understand that Ian's always had a great mind for fucking booking. As far as I'm concerned, Ian has a great eye for talent. But the fact of the matter is, is that talent did their best shit when they left Ian. So he might know how to get all these people into the same place and go, oh, wow, in the future, that guy really succeeded. Yeah, but it wasn't with Ian because Ian has historically not drawn. Ian talks a lot of shit about I'm a veteran. I'm a veteran. You know, I've been I've been doing this for 30 years. You've been failing for 30 years. With a handful of successes peppered in there, you've been pretty much failing for 30 fucking years. You've been, you've been coming up short of the houses you expected for 30 fucking years. For the past fucking 10 years, you've been posting on the internet 
every year, at least once a year, I think I'm done. This is the last year for IWA. The next year, coming back with a vengeance, I'm back. Oh, fucking watch out. The granddaddy of them all. There we go again. This is this is what we do. And I went through a lot of times of feeling bad for Ian and feeling like, yo, man, that sucks, man. This guy really puts together great shows and like it's, you know, the fact that he doesn't even, you know, draw it, it, it fucking sucks. He's got to find another fucking way. He's got to find some some uh, rhyme or reason to this and fix this problem after all this time, no matter how much bad he's done. I mean, a guy booking these type of shows that you copy and paste his shows onto an East Coast show and then they're booking, you know, they're putting thousand people in the building. So if Ian could do that and he's just not getting the fucking payoff that everybody else is getting off of kind of his, his blueprint. But why is that? Why, you know, so when I start giving suggestions or I, I give feedback and I'm not the only one, there's a lot of other fans in this and that. And a lot of times as it goes many a times in the wrestling business, fans get talked down to fans get talked to in a way where I know what I'm doing. You let me do my job. Well, I hate to fucking break it to you, but you're crying about the same people who you're talking down to not being there the following fucking month. You know, so if you you talk down to your audience because you got a chip on your shoulder that they didn't show up last month, good chance they're not showing up next month either. So, you know, like the King of Kings shit, I got into the whole fucking thing with them last yes, year or whatever the fuck. That, when was that supposed to happen last year I don't know I got into him about it he was trying to put it he, he posted a whole thing about oh we're not putting any filler in this tournament no filler no anything no just the best fucking deathmatch wrestlers that have ever existed every winner every this that and he fucking announces insane lane and I'm like dude he's morbidly obese he's way fucking out of shape he's spiraling out of control on fucking Facebook this dude's been trashed for fucking years. He might be a legend within Alabama and all of that fucking deep south bullshit, but he's not fucking good. You're trying to put this guy in there with fucking Masada and with this one and that. Like, it's, just give it a fucking rest, man. This dude looks fucking crazy. He was on fucking, he was on Facebook, Facebook Live, selling action figures off of his wall while tearing up because he's trying to get the wrestling business out of his mind because I can't handle it anymore. And, and, and then you fucking turn around and go like, no, he's going to prove you wrong. You don't have any idea what you're talking about. I'm like, I have every idea what I'm talking about. That That's where you get it all fucked up. You you don't understand. Like what uh, some people know what the fuck they're seeing. Just because you don't book or run a show doesn't mean you don't know what the fuck a show should look like. Yeah, I mean, uh, there's that crazy misconception that. You need to be doing it in order to know it. That's fucking dumb. That's like saying, I don't know what a fucking meal tastes like. I don't know what a good meal tastes like unless I'm a chef. And that's not not really true. Um, Actually, I got it right here. Not really true. So, um... It's just fucking bizarre that they this. So anyway, he deleted me as a friend after having like a discussion about this insane lane thing, and then I was saying like, uh, you know, or invite at the time they were gonna put or invite in there, and I'm like, you know, this dude, man, he could be the best fucking next up and coming wrestler for all I know, because I don't know anything about him at the time. I was like, but just because he had a standout match for you or whatever doesn't mean like he belongs in an all star tournament. 
Like, why, why would you do that? And I got his fucking son wrestled him on one of the next shows. And he gets in the ring after the thing in front of his fucking 80 people tops. He goes, fuck you, J-Cat. Okay, like, first off, you're in Kentucky and I'm in Jersey. Fuck me. Fuck. Fuck your attendance. Fuck. Fuck you, you fat, stupid asshole. Like, are you out of your fucking mind? Like, Ian Rotten's kid has dropped the ball on one of the easiest fucking gimmicks he could ever have been fucking handed. To be Ian Rotten's son and work the fucking heat that his father spent 30 fucking 40 years creating every bit of hatred, every bit of fucking negative name recognition that Ian Rotten has carried with him. You're the son of that and you get to bring that out onto the fucking independent scene and make fucking noise and you've done dick with it. Fuck me. Fuck you. Like, dude, what? What? You're a clown. You're an absolute fucking clown. So this guy spends his fucking ring time talking about me and obviously didn't even understand what the fuck I was saying. I wasn't even shitting on Oren. Now I'll shit on Oren because I think he's completely fucking overrated. He has a handful of fucking good matches and then the rest of them just look like garbage. He has garbage looking fucking tattoos. It comes out there with no real fucking kind of gimmick. Just looks fucking strange. And and he's hit and miss on fucking matches. He's had great fucking matches with guys like Eric Ryan. And other matches, they were just fucking flat. Just not stand out. Just not really good. Not really good. Um, And, and you know, again, like, he, he's got this unnecessary fucking overrated fucking push. Via the internet. Via the fucking deathmatch fans. And then it kind of fell quiet. Nobody's like, dude, Orrin Veidt needs to fucking be and everything. Eh. Some people are behind it, but he's not like, he he's not blowing the fucking roof off. He's not getting fucking earth-shattering Orrin Veidt chants in the crowd like he's Nick fucking Gage or, you know, there's a lot of guys getting like way bigger reactions than him. But I don't know. I mean, that that's just how I feel about it. But again, like, you know, he just gets this fucking weird condescending bullshit and he announced that he's 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 doing the King of the Death match again and, and right off the bat he's he's posting. Uh I just so you know, I'm glad that everyone's excited about the King of the Death match coming back, but I don't need anybody's help with booking the tournament. I think I know what I'm doing after running it's just like, dude, why you keep talking down to like oh what like what what goes through your fucking head other than like CTE like what goes through your fucking head that makes you go like I should really tell them who the fuck bo- who the fucking boss is before I try drawing for the show that I've consistently just not drawn for fucking anything for a lot of fucking years and I'm just going to keep f- trying to tell him who's boss I I'm going to keep trying to tell these fans who the fucking who's in charge Humble yourself. Settle the fuck down. And then he's 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 DMing me, and he's like censoring his curses and shit. Like, what the fuck happened to this fucking business, to this world, to this society? Ian fucking Rotten is is F star 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 instead of writing fucking in his in his fucking DMs. What what is going on? 
Why why is this this why is this going on? IWA's got a rainbow fucking banner. Like it does IWA Mid South with a rainbow backdrop. Oh Jesus Christ. Alright. Alright, I mean maybe maybe you can pack the crowd that way. Um <laughs> Maybe you can pack the crowd if you, you cater to another fucking uh, audience. Not really true. You know, I, I just, it's, it's very difficult to wrap my fucking head around. Um, speaking of the, the rainbow thing, Effie cut a fucking promo talking about um, he's running this big gay brunch I thought it was Big Gay Bash, and I thought that was like, and I think it is still kind of a play on gay bashing, gay brunch, you know, whatever. But anyway, uh, um, but he cut this promo about, oh, I'm running a big gay brunch, and, uh, you know, I'm really happy about it, but if any homophobes show up, not only are we going to usher you out of the building, we're going to beat you to fucking death in the street and watch you bleed out. And it's like, well, first off, why are you so mad about some shit that didn't happen yet? And probably won't. Why, why is that? Why, why are we so, like, immediately hostile before anything bad ever fucking happened? There was no injustice. There was no fucking um, bigotry. There was no um, homophobia. There was no anything. But you're pre-mad about some shit. Who the fuck is going to Effie's big gay brunch and paying fucking however much money, $20, $40, whatever the fuck they're paying for their seats, in order to be anti-gay, to start yelling homophobic things? Who the fuck is doing that? I'm going to go ahead with nobody. Like, I'm not into all that gay shit, man. I'm telling you right now. So you won't fucking find me in attendance. And it's not even to say that I'm homophobic, but I don't like gay entertainment. I don't. And and there's a difference between, oh, uh, this guy hates gay people, and he doesn't like to watch guys blow each other. Because I think that's a normal thing, to just be a straight person and just not want to watch gay people do gay things. Yeah, I mean, it's just not my thing. I don't like doing it. That doesn't make me somebody that hates gay people. Like, when you're cutting these promos about, oh, I'm going to, yeah, just in case there's somebody there who's mad about me being gay, we're going to fucking kill him. I wish you were blowing a guy right now so you weren't talking. That That's, you know what I mean? I wish you were somewhere off camera blowing a guy so I wouldn't have to hear you fucking yap. That That's what I hope. So I clearly don't hate the fact that you're gay. I wish you were being actively, expressively gay off fucking camera somewhere. Because I don't want to hear about what you would do if someone hated the thing, if you were doing it fucking when, you know. It's like, again, there's a difference between, like, everybody just being alright with each other. Go do what you want to do. I don't care who you're into. You know what I mean? Like, imagine, imagine me just being, like, fucking you know, explicit about my fucking, my, my sexual relationship, you know, my, my, my physical relationship and being like, you know, I'm with Nina and we do this type of stuff. And if you don't want to fucking see it, you're a fucking bigot. And it's like, but not really. I just don't not, I don't, I don't want that 
type of involvement in your life. Like, I don't want to know all those details. Like, you're a bigot, and you should be fucking... He's <laughs> like, what the fuck is wrong with this person? Like, go out of your fucking house. Like, if you're married, or you got, like, a steady girlfriend or boyfriend, I can't imagine there's many women that listen to my show. But, um, and, and, and go out and just fucking, like... <laughs> just yell at your neighbor every day. You see him out there getting the mail and just walk out there and be like, me and my wife are still together. You better like it. And and just see how much they like you. Because that's that's like the attack that, that's going on. There's like an outward attack. It's like, um, no one really needs to go out of their way to like hate on you. You're going at them like, do you like this or not? And it's like, whoa, uh, I don't like the way you're coming at me. Sounds like a bigot to me. Like, whoa, what the fuck? Like, I, I just fucking, I just wake up, eat breakfast, go work with cats for fucking eight hours, go to the gym, come home, I'm with my kids. But, like, they'll turn you into, like, a straight-up fucking Hitler based off of the way you react to something that they're forcing in front of you on the internet. You know what I mean? Like, it's it, it's bizarre, and I, and I don't really know... Um, how to speak to these people, you know, and when I, when I, I say these people, I don't mean, um, a race, color, creed, or sexual orientation, I mean the people that are championing this thing, I mean, I mean the people who are starting these movements, and these agendas, and, and this, this, these group things, because to me, they create more separation than the fucking people who are legitimate haters and legitimate um, racists and bigots. The people who create way more separation is the people who are screaming, I'm pro-black. And it's like, well, I'm a white guy, I guess. Like, we can't, we're not good. Yeah, yeah, we can, but as long as you know that the black man is king. And it's like, well, I'm not really going to ride with you on that. I mean, I, you know. I don't think the white man is king either. I'm just saying, like, if I said some shit like that, you'd be like, this racist motherfucker, that's the way I'm looking at you. If you shout your shit so fucking aggressively at people, they're going to fucking not like you. Now, just copy and paste what you're doing into another group. You know? Because, like, the way that fucking Marcus Crane, specifically, is aggressive about um, pro-LGBT stuff. The people who were just as aggressive about pro uh, Christianity or pro religion of any sort, he rallies against the motherfuckers and goes and flips them off in public, and he's really proud of his actions. Well, so what about the people that are like, hey, fuck you? I mean, I don't want to see your fucking big gay fucking brunch, and I'm not fucking anti-gay, but I don't want to watch a guy fucking stick his asshole in another guy's mouth in the ring, and they're like, well, well, then just don't fucking watch it, you fucking homophobe, and it's like, that's, I see what I mean? This, this is what I'm talking about. I signed up to watch a fucking show, hoping two guys beat the shit out of each other, because I, I don't know, that, that, that's, that's what I thought wrestling was. That's, that's why I thought wrestling was that. And then it's like, no, no, it's our platform to see who's a fucking bigot or not. And it's like, <laughs> all right, <laughs> you know, what, guys, you keep your fucking sport. I don't give a fuck. I got enough other shit that I watch and they're not fucking, they're not like forcing me to make decisions where like, you know, I'm going to be judged for life on some shit based on what you, you know. And then Nick Gage is like, yeah, fuck yeah, Effie. I like that fucking violence. And it's like, oh yeah, I'm a fucking gang member. 
that's very sensitive to the gay <laughs> to the, the gay community. I'm really fucking MDK all fucking day. Fucking Eastern Block LGBT Club. Fucking. It's just like, I, I, I think he killed your gimmick, bro. I don't know. I mean, you know, I mean, you used to yell faggot at guys on a regular basis, but I guess, you know, it's 2020, bro. It's like, again, like, you know. It doesn't have to be all this, and it doesn't have to be all that. I I feel like we could all fucking get along and um just do what we do. You don't have to deal with what I live. You know, I don't have to deal with what you live. You know, what I mean, if 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 someone's legitimately fucking holding you down or legitimately uh, beating you up or bullying you or making you feel fucked up. And I don't mean like, oh, he said that word, and it wasn't to me, and it didn't really pertain to what, like, I actually do, but I'm offended by that word, so I'm uncomfortable, so let's all bully the person that said that word that had nothing to do with me. I don't mean that. That's the opposite. That's that's actually bullying. I mean, like, if someone's legitimately want to physically harm you because of what you are as a fucking person. If someone's legitimately trying to keep you out of a fucking uh, job position because of what you are as a person, I'm I'm on your side. I, I'm backing you up on that. I'd help you out in a fight if, if people were like, let's get that faggot. He sucks cock. I'd be like, whoa, dude, that's that's really your only issue with this guy is because he, he's gay? Like, oh, yeah, we're going to kill him. Like, nah, not nah, not today, motherfucker. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I'm, I'm fucking, I'm helping that guy out all day. You know? But there's a difference between bigots and people who don't want to watch gay porn. Not anymore, according to society. But I, I, I'm going to continue to hold that fucking line. I'm going to continue to hold that line and know the difference between me being a person who doesn't hold hate in my heart for this person because they're into guys or this person because of their color. I don't hold hate for that person because of that. But I don't like obnoxious behavior. I don't like people running around throwing a cross in my face. I don't like people running around throwing their sexuality in my face. And it's a different story if it's you know, if it's something that I signed up for, because that's what then that's what I signed up for, you know? Like, you can't go into a fucking strip club and be like, why are these chicks all naked? And yeah, I mean, that's a different story. You signed up specifically for that. So that's what that's what I've said, too, over the years now, these recent years. If that's what it this is, if that's what wrestling is, is, is part of it is these guys are all by curious. Like, keep that in mind. They're going to beat the shit out of each other. But most of them are thinking about fucking the other guy the whole time that I'm going to go. All right. Well, then this isn't for me, guys. Have fun. Take care. Uh, used to it used to be different, but uh, I'm going to go just do something else. And I mean, that that's just what I'm going to do. But, um, yeah, I don't know. You know, everybody's redefining the way everybody is and trying to, uh, you know, put labels on people who um, just, just have strong feelings, have that old school feeling. Do you understand that, like, at this point, um, this society has made manners not even, like, a right anymore. Like, if you said, uh, you know, uh, you know, I'm sorry, ma'am, you know, how do you know I'm a ma'am? I could be a sir. You don't know my identity. I'm non-binary. It's just like, you're just looking for a fight. You're an asshole. I'm sorry, asshole, is what I should have said, because you're not looking to be fucking respected. You're looking for me to walk a line that I don't even know exists. Like, you drew this big squiggly line that I can't see, and that's the line you're looking for me to walk. And there's no way for me to hit it on point, 
So you're just looking for a fucking argument, and and that's that you know, that that's what society is now. It's just like I got a loophole for every bit of fucking getting along you try to do with me. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm just not, I'm just not willing to bend and, and allow you to fucking just just live a normal life. Like you got to be fucking canceled because I've decided I'm fired up. I got fucking issues. I got you know some kind of fucking hang up in life. So I'm just going to make sure that you're made out to be fucking the root of all evil, even though, you know, probably not. So I think that's all I got. All I complained about for this week. Um, like I said, I'll try to pop back in in a couple of days and, uh, do another one, even if it's like an hour to catch on whatever I missed. Cause I know there's more shit. And, um, yeah. So there's that, uh, check out my boys over there at the wrestling soup. Uh, fucking Shaheen doing his thing. Uh, nuclear heat graphics. Uh, he's got a what the fuck is it called? I think share shot tease. Hopefully, I'm not plugging somebody else's shit, but I think that's that's what it's called. Um, he's doing a collaboration with a uh, Feinstein over there. Uh, they ain't running across anybody's lawns. They're just making t-shirts. Um, and he's got a lot of like original, you know, all of his art's original and, uh, they got like exclusive contracts with a lot of guys who weren't really putting merch out, you know, I mean, some are past, so it's hard for them to put merch out, but, um, exclusive official licensed fucking product of, you know, Bruiser Brody and guys like that. So, uh, you know, go check him out for sure. He's got a lot of shit to offer and you can catch him out all over the fucking place, especially coming up on WrestleMania weekend. This guy's going to be on fucking fire. So check him out and all this. And um, I said, check Jeremy out. I got you five stars. And I'm telling you, he's got a deal. He's got a deal. You you hook you up. Mother's Day's right around the corner. Buy Mama Star. Five stars at that. You know, uh, birthdays, uh, anniversaries. Got you five stars. Um, I think that's called it. Is that consolation? It might be. Um, I got your consolation, you know, I don't even know if I'm saying that right, to be honest with you. Um, check out Eric at the, it's the off season and we got a long fucking year ahead of us because things aren't going to get any better. Uh, you know, podcast, um, all Sean Jeffrey's going to leave and be more successful somewhere else. But at least we got our, our guy, uh, a quarterback who's not hurt at the moment and we're taking a day by day like an addict with his injury status podcast. Check my dude out. Um, check out Andrew Carluck, false count radio. Uh, I think I hit everybody. So, uh, I'll talk to you motherfuckers later. Uh, it's telling me 60 seconds. So I'm going to play the outro. Talk to you in a few days. Something. Peace. Talk to y'all later. Have a nice night. Stay dry. It's raining again. Tired as rain. Makes my grass green. I won't complain about that. That's all I gotta say. I'm out of here. I love all of y'all and, uh, shit. You're all a bunch of fucking assholes. You've been in the gym, bro. You know why? DJ Hyde, fuck you. You don't have the guts to be what you want to be. You need people like me.
I'll listen to your to your podcast and I'll find everything out. You know what I mean? You need people like me so you can point your fucking fingers and say that's the bad guy. So what I make you good? Black cheese tell me tells me all the time to listen to what you gotta say because you be blazing people and I'm like, well, I gotta hear it now. <laughs> you just know how to hide. Me, I don't have that problem. Me, I always tell a truth, even when I lie. The Cusa Chick Radio. Jesus! A sacred night to the bad guy. I'm gonna tell you something, sell the motherfucking press. I ain't coming for no food. 